0: This very special bonus episode of I Doubt It With Dollar More is brought to you by our loyal and generous supporters via PayPal and Patreon. And of course, those of you who shop on Amazon through our affiliate link. We love you guys. And now, on with. The program. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us for this very Special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, the perpetually on the edge of her seat, ready to have a mental breakdown due to stress because of her master's thesis, Brittany Page.
1: It'll be over soon, guys. <laughs> it will be over soon.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times.
1: But no, we can't.
0: Not really. Let's, let's save that. For episode 289. Yes, let's save it. Which is coming up. Can't wait to save it. That is not why we're here today. It's not. For quite a while now, I have been talking about Jason Chaffetz. The, what I believe to be a coward out of Utah who runs the House Oversight Committee. The the man who during the campaign... After the 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 Access Hollywood tape came out, said he couldn't vote for Trump, wouldn't support Trump because how would he look his fifteen year old daughter in the face, and then proceeded to do just that. Well, he has an opponent in the in the in the upcoming election. Her name is Dr. Catherine Allen, and we have her on the phone. Dr. Allen, thanks for joining us.
2: Well, I'm very glad to. Thank you for inviting me.
0: So you are. Topping my list of heroes right now (laughs) (laughs) because I am looking um, very, very fondly at getting Jason Chaffetz unseated after what he did. Like I just said about the the Access Hollywood tape and bringing dragging his 15 year old daughter into the matter and then back backing away from that claim. It's the man has no honor as far as I'm concerned and he needs okay. he needs to go. So thank you for for being the person to step up. It seems that you're the the only legitimate candidate to this point. I've looked and there's some, some others but they look like, you know, the the typical election where you have some outliers and you, you know, you're a physician, you're reputable, you're intelligent and I think you might be able to get the job done.
2: I certainly hope so.
0: Tell tell us a little bit about yourself. What's uh, What's your background?
2: I am a family physician, and I have practiced my whole career in Utah. I graduated from Loma Linda University, and then I came to Utah to complete a residency in family medicine. That took three years, and I finished it in 1987. I took over a retiring doctor's practice, and... That was in Kearns, Utah. I practiced there for three years, and then I opened my own clinic in West Valley City in 1990. And I practiced out there until a couple of, about a year and a half ago uh, I switched to a, a new mode of practice. It's uh, a private clinic that is run by uh, care here Inc out of Tennessee and it's for the Utah transit workers. That's great. They have enough employees um, that they can afford their own clinic. And I really, I really enjoy it because it takes uh, a lot of the red tape out of practicing medicine.
1: Right. Have you always been interested in politics?
2: In a way, my first job was a congressional aide. Wow. So when I, when I was a senior in college, um, my congressman, who was a Republican named Jerry Pettis in California, had uh, a tragic plane accident, and he was killed when his plane hit the side of Mount San Jacinto in California.
1: Oh wow! And his
2: wife, his wife ran for his seat, and this coincides with my last semester of college at the University of Redlands. I had a dynamic uh, government professor who encouraged all of us to get involved in this campaign. So I worked for her as um, one of her um, volunteers. I wrote her radio spots. And she won. And she hired me to be a congressional aide. And I did that for three years in the district office in in San Bernardino, California. So after I went to medical school, or actually during medical school, I was actually involved with the medical student section of the AMA, and I was the chair of all of the medical students from California, um, our entire delegation. So we would go to the AMA meetings, and we would present the resolutions that originated in the medical student section of the AMA to the full AMA. So I've always been involved. I spent a lot of years uh, in the Utah Medical Association and held a lot of different positions in that organization. But this is the first time that I've run for public office.
1: Yeah. So what inspired you to enter the race now?
2: Well, after the election, like so many people, I woke up shocked and dismayed and angry. And I started analyzing how this could happen to our country, and my first analysis led to the conclusion that um, gerrymandering and the curtailment of voting rights were two hugely contributing factors to why we got Trump. And so my first issue was trying to get fair redistricting in Utah, and I've worked on some committees uh, regarding that, and I started a Facebook page called the Fair Redistricting Caucus of Utah. And so that's kind of how I started my activism. And I also started writing Representative Schaeffetz about the conflicts of interest of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I wrote him personally, and I wrote an op-ed in the Salt Lake Tribune, which 206 people signed, The Tribune, although they don't usually do this, they printed all of our names in the op-ed. And I wrote on his Facebook page, and I never got one response. And I remembered being a congressional aide and how we would answer every inquiry from our constituents. And I just started thinking to myself about what constitutes a good public servant. That's somebody who listens to the constituents and takes what they say under advisement, and responds to them in a meaningful way, I was starting to have these thoughts because I was frustrated that he wasn't responding to me personally. And then we went to the town hall, and I sat in the sixth row, and I watched him deflect question after question. And the people that were asking questions at that town hall, they had thought carefully about how to couch those questions. And we knew that a lot of us weren't going to get our questions answered, so the people who wrote questions, they felt a responsibility to um, articulate articulate our concerns, knowing that they represented the whole group and that not everybody was going to get that opportunity. So the, the questions were thoughtful, and they were presented in a respectful manner, and he didn't answer most of them. And that frustrated me a great deal. And I just walked out of there feeling um, frustrated with him and feeling that he just didn't listen or care about what we thought. And then he said we were paid protesters.
0: Right, right.
2: And I can I can tell you right now that I am the highest paid of all of his protesters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it... it... That's kind of the trope right now, that everybody... And it, you know what's funny about this is... Not funny, it's tragic. But right now, with all of these these demonstrators in Russia who are protesting the, the Putin administration, shelling out millions and millions of dollars to his friends, mm-hmm. they're being arrested en masse. And now Russia is using the paid protester line
2: yeah. against his political Uh-oh. opponents. right out of the Trump playbook. Yeah. yeah. So, so,
0: listen, I... I I'm interested because Utah, although wildly red because of the the large LDS population there, uh, Brittany and I are both originally yeah. Brittany and I are both originally from Idaho. We live in Orange County, California now. But um, Utah, right now, I think is in in a weird metamorphosis politically because Donald Trump is such an unpopular character, but you know Evan McMullen did very well. In the general election there, and Bernie Sanders in the Democratic primary did phenomenally well with almost eighty percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. How is your burgeoning candidacy being received on the ground there in Utah
2: I think it's being received as some as a beacon of hope, and I feel that responsibility every day because I have not only people in Utah but people all over the country. Telling me that that I I represent um, this hope that what we see in our country the extreme partisanship um, the lack of ethics on the part of the Trump administration the possible collusion with Russia all of that dirt could finally be starting to be swept away and and we can come back into some kind of light. And I think people see that in my candidacy, that it's a turn, that I'm not an insider, that I just stepped up because I feel that things are wrong and I feel uh, loyalty to my country and I feel a a sense of calling that that I needed to do this. And mostly I get the response that you've already articulated, that people are grateful that somebody stepped up to do it. Um, And... I find that there is common ground, even in conservative Utah. I I think that Utah cares about ethics. Um, It cares about families. And the values that are being represented are repugnant to many of us. Yeah. I think it cares about public education. I think it cares about air quality. All of these things that are being torn asunder. Um, And Jason Chaffetz, at the town hall reminded us that he was the co-sponsor of the bill to eliminate the Department of Education. I think he thought we would be pleased because then we could get rid of Betsy DeVos, and he thought that was humorous. But it just fell like a lead balloon because the town hall was full of educators who want to see public education strengthened. We don't want charter schools. Um, So there is common ground, and I'm reaching out and i'm trying to find that common ground and grow something sturdy on it so other
0: than i mean being a physician i'm sure that medicine is certainly a passion of yours are are those the other issues and are there others that you that you would would bring you know a a, a marketed level of of passion to the to the table issue wise i mean education environment are there are there any others
2: yeah, I think public lands is a big one for me. I, sure. One of the first places that I would like to visit in Utah is San Juan County, where the tribal coalition, despite their differences, they were able to come to a consensus about the Bears Ears Monument. Um, and they should provide an example for the rest of the country that you can put aside um, whatever divisions you might have and still do something for the good of everyone. And I think that I am directly opposed to our politicians here in Utah on that issue. Most Utahans are in support of the Bears Ear Monument and for Chaffetz and all of the rest of our delegation. To ignore the wishes of these tribal peoples that want to preserve their sacred land is just another slap in the face to Native Americans that they've endured over and over again. Absolutely. I find it offensive and I will stick up for um, those tribes and their wishes and try to preserve that land. I'm very offended by efforts by our delegation to get Trump to reverse that or to shrink it.
0: That is certainly a hot-button topic right now with all of the Dakota Access Pipeline stuff. Really kind of shining a light on an issue that – for a long, for a long many years, hadn't really been focused on by your average everyday white Americans because they live outside the bubble of tribal lands. I talk about on the show all the time that, well, I don't know all the time, but I talk about it on the show that I grew up on an Indian reservation on the Nez Perce reservation in Northern Idaho. And, you know, I went to school with, with native people and, um, it's, it's a very unique topic and for the government to continue after hundreds of years of mistreating it's uh it's important and i'm i'm glad that you're you're talking about it so so openly
2: well the fact that trump would use andrew jackson as one of his role models yeah this is the guy that instituted the trail of tears for the cherokee nation mhm uh, what a role model
0: yeah it listen we we, we are in I, i'm not saying anything profound here but we are in uncharted political territory here i i hope that going forward you know in the in the months approaching here you're you're probably going to have another democratic primary opponent but you, i think that you you might want to if you haven't already here's un, unsolicited advice for you dr allen
2: oh i get lots of it <laughs>
0: Every day. You you, you should think about how you're going to... Because you're not just going to be campaigning against Jason Chaffetz. You're likely also going to be campaigning and batting down um, the campaign promises of his primary opponents. Because I think he already has Republicans who have thrown their hat in the ring Mm -hmm. to unseat him in in the primary.
2: He does. At least one of them.
0: Yeah. So... Look, uh, we. Well, my
2: platform is my platform is up on my CrowdPack page. I just added to it yesterday. It's pretty. It's not comprehensive because a platform is an evolving document. But I think people can know me somewhat by reading it. It has a short biography, and it has the issues that are important to me. And I would encourage anybody to read it.
0: I would encourage everybody to follow you on Twitter. You're at Catherine Allen, MD. That's Catherine with a Y. Of course, we're going to put all of these details. I'm getting ready to say in the show notes on the website. Right. Um, follow cool. you on, on your Facebook page, and also we're going to put a link to your Crowd Pack page, which people can. That would be awesome. Crowd Pack is like this new. It's kind of like GoFundMe, but for political activism. Right. And you have already. I just read today on the site that you already met your. It's kind of like like we are a listener-supported show with a, with a website called Patreon, where they take a, little, a small portion, and Crowdpack does the same thing. But you've already met the requirement, so now every dollar that gets donated to you, the way I understand it, is going to the campaign.
2: That's right. I think they still charge a small fee to the contributor, but they don't charge me anymore. They've taken their junk out. And we reached $500,000 yesterday.
0: Yeah, that is great. So I'm going to put a link to that on the website. We'll also put that on our Facebook page. And I would encourage everybody, you know, look, it's like we say all the time, every little bit matters. If you have an extra $5 and you want to forego that terrible Starbucks coffee, (laughs) who is not a sponsor of the show...
1: apparently not
0: then huh? then uh, donate that uh, uh, dr allen is is in a good fight here this is a noble cause to unseat jason chaffetz and get that, that ma- trump supporting maniac who has no ethics no moral code his compass is just functionally non-existent right now we need him out so dr allen we really appreciate you coming on the show we admire what you're doing and let us know in the future if there's anything else we can do for you because uh, you are doing yeoman's work.
2: Thank you. My brother lives there in Orange County. He's a conservative.
0: <laughs> well, he's so, he's not alone in Orange County, California. Definitely
2: not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, he's this cardiologist at UC Irvine. Oh, oh wow. wow.
0: All right. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to plug?
2: A couple things. Even though I've been very successful with my fundraising, the reality is that because Shape it is the chair of a government committee, I've been told that the Republican Party may assist him with as much as $5 million wow. to hold his seat. And that I probably need at least three times what I have now to be a viable candidate. So even though it sounds like a lot of money, it's not enough. Right. So I'm going to continue with fundraising. And I, I have to. And the other thing that, that I would like to say is that doctors have certain skill sets that I think are transferable to politics. We just inherently are trained to listen. And that's something he doesn't do. And that was manifested at his, at his town hall. We listen, we process information, we analyze we render a diagnosis and a treatment plan. We're science-based, and I think our country needs a whole lot more of that.
1: That seems like a pretty important thing, science-based.
2: Science-based, <laughs> consensus-building. I think that's something that doctors can do, but I also think it's something women do well. And we don't have enough women in Congress yet to make a critical mass to change the group think. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that day happen um, when we can get back to reaching across the aisle and finding solutions for the American people instead of just putting partisanship above patriotism.
0: I listen, I agree with you. I think that obviously you understand better than just about anybody that you've got a tough road ahead of you. Utah, yes, I do. Utah is unique because. For many years, they've had power brokers in office. I mean, you got Orrin Hatch. You had ba- the late Bob Bennett. Um, even even Jason Chaffetz, who is a, com- a high powered committee chairman, and districts and states don't like to let go, especially small. I mean, landmass Utah is giant, but population wise, it's tiny, and I know they don't like to let go of that, that kind of influence in Congress. So that is why it's more important than a normal congressional race to support the challenger against a man like Jason Chaffetz and unfortunately the way our system is money talks that's why i really i am i am twisting the arm of our national i don't you can't take donations from international our international audience but if you're in the united states and you care about this country and you care about getting jason chaffetz out or if you just like Jesse Dollamore, <laughs> 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 go and support Dr. Allen because it is imperative now more than ever that we send a message for the midterms to get rid of these maniacs who at all cost, like you said, Dr. Allen, they are putting um, the, their party over their patriotism. This, this partisanship exactly. is it's at all-time highs especially when we've got foreign dictatorial forces that are influencing our government at the highest level it is uh, i'm I'm really trying to be respectful here because you you seem like a nice lady who's you're, you're respectable and I'm really holding off the f-bombs right now <laughs> <laughs> so
2: i've heard them all
0: (laughs) (laughs) so again really from the bottom of my heart thank you for what you're doing the the mudslinging and the 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 bad shit is yet to come and uh we're here for you again we we appreciate you and we wish you uh good luck thank you all right
2: have a good day day. bye-bye
0: well that was awesome and, it always
2: is. And, well,
0: I know I always say, oh, that was really great. This is great for a whole different reason. I mean, we're, to, we're, we're hopefully helping out someone here who is going to make a tangible difference in Congress. Right. If elected. Yeah. And, and, you know, even apart from that, maybe not even if they get elected, they very well, and by they, I mean she, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kathy Allen could very well make a difference just by affecting the conversation affecting what gets talked about, what issues get brought to light, forcing Jason Chaffetz to actually do something.
1: Right. Well, I think the more people that actually get involved, it it, it inspires other people to realize, huh, I've never really had a career in politics. Maybe I should do this too. Yes. And that's how these things get started.
0: Absolutely. So, Listen, activism isn't just about uh, going to a march. Attending a town hall, attending a protest, it, it goes all the way up to actually running for Congress. It's not this unattainable goal that only wealthy people do or only super educated people do. All of that helps. Of course. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Right. But it is in within the grasp of everybody. I mean, our founders set this up, our entire system up to be. Run by the the everyman, the everywoman, random everyday citizens should be taking the reins and making a stand against the horrible men and women, politically, who are running this country right now.
1: Right. And of course, as she said, she needs a lot of money. So
0: It is a bummer, but that is, look, it's just a fact of, of life. It's just the way our system is. You have to raise money, especially if the if the RNC doesn't want to lose that seat they they don't first of all they don't want to lose their majority but they don't want to lose that spe- seat specifically because it would be a harbinger of bad things to come if they lose Jason Chaffet's seat in Utah right so if you do have 5 bucks i don't want to harp this harp on it forever but if you do have 5 extra dollars donate it to her her campaign it is it is vitally important that we put our money where our goddamn mouths are to get these assholes out of office. Jason Chaffetz being almost chief among them. It's no surprise <laughs> to the audience, you guys out there, that I am ardently, vocally opposed to his very character. Mm-hmm. The whole daughter thing just it's a nail in the goddamn coffin for me. Right. Uh, Unbelievable. It drives me crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Mhm. Don't don't patronize me. I'm not. You're just placating me over there. I Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I hope that <laughs> you'll calm down soon. That's what's happening. I
0: don't know that that will ever happen.
1: I don't think it, it really, will, but Listen. It I'm really does. It
0: really does bother me. I
1: see that. Am I calling you a liar? No. <laughs> Am I doing something to indicate that I do not believe what you're saying? I believe what you're saying. I'm.
0: All right. I believe you, sir. All right. Okay. We are going to end the episode there because you're being an uncooperative participant here.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Yes. I don't think that's the case. Yes. All right.
0: Yes, you are.
1: Now you're being a liar. We are
0: going to leave you. Now you're being a liar. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love you guys. If you are into also supporting the show, other than listening twice a week and whenever we release bonus content, go to dolamore.com on the left-hand side of the page. There's a link that says support the show. You can shop on Amazon. You can support through PayPal or Patreon. All of those ways are viable. We love you. We appreciate you. And until next time, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It.